0: Mindfulness Mode 397.
1: All the programming, we've been all developed and all that development and conditioning has literally let us become who we are today.
0: Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Here on today's Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and mindfulness life coach, Bruce Langford. Hey, Mindful Tribe, keep the emails coming. I've been sending out mindfulness mode t-shirts to some of you who've sent me letters about your father and how mindfulness has been a positive influence in your life. And since my dad died earlier this month, I've been remembering how much he loved watching the sky, watching the sunset, even bought a house which had west windows and a clear view to the west so he could watch the sunset every evening. Now, he was a farmer and he had great skill in predicting the weather by looking at the sky, at the sun, at the moon. And I admired that a lot. So I think of my dad whenever I look at the sky. Send me a story about your dad and I'll share it on the show. Who knows? I might even send out a Mindfulness Mode t-shirt or a Mindfulness Mode mug. So send it to me, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. Oh, I'll be speaking at PodFest in Orlando, Florida, which starts on March 7th. It's going to be a terrific event. I'd love to see you there. Sign up at podfestexpo.com. Now on to today's episode. My guest is a total winner. She's all about mindfulness and so much more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my chat today with Christy. Well, Mindful Tribe, you're going to be excited when you hear who we have with us today. I have Christy Whitman, and she's a wonderful author and a coach and so many more, more things, a speaker. Uh, Christy, are you in mindfulness mode today? Yes. Of course, you're very mindful. Well, it's great to have you here, like I said. And uh, I just want to share a little bit about you with Mindful Tribe. Christy Whitman is a transformational leader a celebrity coach, and the New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All, and a new book, which is, uh, I'm so excited to say, Quantum Success. I have it here, and uh, wow, I just loved it. I love it because there's no fluff. It's, it's solid, strong, meaty content that really matters. It's Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, and Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. So you need to get your hands on Quantum Success. But uh, I just want to share a little bit more. Christy has appeared on Today on The Morning Show, and her work has been featured in People Magazine, 17 Women's Day, Hollywood Life, and Teen Vogue, among others. Christy is the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy, which is a 12-month Law of Attraction Coaching certificate, Certification Program. Christy has helped thousands of people worldwide to achieve their goals through the, her empowerment Empowerment seminars, her speeches and coaching sessions and products, her life-changing message reaches over 200,000 people every single month. And wow, wow, wow. Well, uh, what does mindfulness mean to you, Christy? Let's start there.
1: It really, for me, it's that energy. It's the act of being so present, Just within the moment, what's happening with your energy, what's happening with your thoughts, what's happening with your emotions, and being so focused on yourself and what's happening in your life and, and really the power that's running through you, rather than thinking of something else or being somewhere else, being in the past, being in the future, but really being so focused and present in the present moment.
0: Well, the power that's running through you. I love that. That just conjures up such a great image. And in your book, you talk about feeling forward and you give an exercise. Could you share that with our listeners, Christy?
1: Absolutely. So, whenever we, let me just kind of give a little background information from that, that part of the book. Most of us think that in order to feel a certain way, I'm going to go accomplish a goal or I'm going to go get this or do something, I'm going to achieve something, and then we're going to feel. And a lot of times we get end up getting disappointed because we achieve that amount of money or we achieve that certain thing, that accolade, and then we don't end up feeling what we thought we would feel. So feeling forward is really being mindful to bring in the energy of what you will, you do want to experience right here in the present moment, where it, which is where all your power exists. And so feeling forward is really being able to be in your now, being mindful, and also connecting with that future self that actually does exist, because all time is simultaneous. So our past, our present, and our future all exist right now. And as you are feeling your way into what you want to become, who you want to become, what you want to experience, while also feeling it now, then you're feeling your way forward. You're going to actually be living into what you want to become. But it's not when this happens, then you feel. It's feel it, and then this happens.
0: Right, and yes, we do have to feel it. We have to be aware of our emotions. Now, I know, Christy, that you have written books for women only, and a lot of people think of you as someone who really, really has the ability to help women, but this book is not geared to women only. I'd like to just talk about the differences that you find dealing with men, helping men move forward and achieve their goals compared to helping women.
1: You know, I love that question. I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. And I I love the fact that I'm just wanting to help anybody that is really to be open to this information, because what I always speak about in all of my books, trainings, everything I do is on universal laws. So why should I write a book just for women as I have? Because these universal laws, I had men coming to me for my past books, like The Art of Having It All, A Woman's Guide to Unlimited Abundance. I had men in my readership going, well, can I read it? And it's like, of course you can read it. And of course you can apply the information because it's universal. So it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, where you live, what your religious background is, any of that. These are universal laws, and that when you apply them, you will see the results. Women tend to be a little bit more open to the information, so I think that's why a lot more women are attracted to this work, but I always say it's a very special man that when a man can get in, in touch with this information, attract this information, and start applying it, 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 I find that it is a very conscious, aware man that attracts um, the information to them.
0: Well, I think we're definitely moving into a new place. We used to be so defined by our gender. And now, I mean, my son, he's 17. He comes home from school. He says, oh, yeah, my one friend, yes, she's, she's gender fluid. And then, you know, and he talks about <laughs> other, other friends and, and they don't identify themselves as male or female necessarily at all. Yeah. And I, do you think that's a healthy thing?
1: you know it is the way our world is honestly and and for for me it's more about um you know energy and what is the energy that we contain because you could have a very feminine woman that looks feminine but yet the energy she carries is very masculine it could be very goal oriented and and very just, you know, very straightforward, and um, I write about that with my co-author in Taming Your Alpha Bitch, and it's like, you know, bullying and striving and driving, which is more of a masculine energy. And then you can have a male that has more of feminine energy, that's more of a consider- consideration and, and, and allowing space. So for me, it's really about the energy that we give out and who we're in partnership. Do do we match and flow with that partner? Because you can't have, it's the yin and the yang, right? You can't have two masculines, not necessarily, I'm not saying two males, but two masculine partners that are deciding everything and that are going to bully their way through everything and that are going to just write the goals and take the action Um, because you need that different balance in the relationship.
0: It doesn't work very well, does it? If we (laughs) are too masculine or too feminine trying to work things out, usually there has to be a balance, that's for sure. Now, uh, one of the things I, I noticed in the book was this sentence, and I think it's a very powerful sentence, whether you realize it or not, you have actually been preparing for the career of your dreams all of the days of your life. Can you expand upon that and, and, and kind of give us the context?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, regardless of what age you are, all of our life experience up to this particular point at whatever point in age you're listening to this or watching this, all of it has been filled with things that we like and things that we don't like. And all of those things that we don't like, what I like to describe as contrast, the things that we don't prefer or the problems that show up. All of those things gives way to getting clear on what we do want. So when we are stuck in a job that we just cannot stand or we have a critical boss and we feel a very um, emotional reaction to that, there's a part of us that understands that what we really want is a boss that's supportive or maybe not no boss at all. Maybe we want to be our own boss. We want to start our own business. So there's always clarity happening from the contrast that shows up in our lives. And all that clarity is getting us to understand What are our preferences? What are our desires? And as we move along and not stay stuck in what the contrast is or what the problem is or feel like you're limited in some way, but start moving in the direction of, you know, this would feel good. You know, I don't want to boss anymore. I want to have my own business. I don't want to do this. I want to do this. Um, We're starting to open up to really what our career path has been guiding us our whole entire life. Even watching our, our families, even like as a young girl, watching my dad, you know, watching what what he says about his career and how he feels about money and all the programming we've been all developed and all that development and conditioning has literally let us become who we are today.
0: Yeah, it truly has. And speaking of families, what have you learned from your two children about mindfulness? Can you share that with us?
1: Yes. That, you know, they're not necessarily interested in the schedule, (laughs) right? (laughs) you know, like getting in the shower and getting out and then because we got to go somewhere. They're interested in, mom, here's a balloon, play a balloon with me. So, right. you know, they're always interested in being in the moment. And in the moment, right here, right now, how can we find something or someone or do something that's of a nature of play? And that is so good for me because I have a very, I have a more serious personality, a more focused, mm-hmm. intense personality, and to have the two of them literally where I'll be bopped in the head by a balloon, you know, and it's like, mom, play with me, you know, <laughs> it's it's always in my face kind of thing. They've really helped me allow that little playful girl to come out and play with them, and to to not take life so seriously, and to remember to play, and to. Um, you know find those moments where you can have the adventures and not just take okay now we're doing this and now we're doing that because you know we have a tendency sometimes as adults to get so focused on what has to be done and the responsibilities that we have to remind ourselves to stop and play
0: well christy speaking of children would you share with us a day in the life of eight-year-old christy
1: what was it like
0: (laughs) what were you like what kind of a kid were you
1: Well, I was, as my mom, I was labeled a pain in the ass. So (laughs) I was, (laughs) they they called me that since birth. Um, Mm -hmm. So if I was just, I was very rebellious and I always was wanting to know why. If my mom would say, well, I want you to do this. I'd say, well, why? And, and if she didn't have a good reason, because I said so, I'd say, well, that's not a good reason. You have to have a reason why you're telling me to do this. So I was very, what she would call argumentative or a pain in the ass. Um, I would just want to know the reason, like, why are you making this decision? Why am I doing this? I wanted to know the why behind it. And so um, I was always stretching the the boundaries and I certainly didn't like to be told what my limits were. I did not like to be told, cut, can't, if someone, if she said to me, you can't do this, I'd be like, oh yeah, watch me, you know? And yeah. And uh, whether it was for my betterment or not, um, it, it helped me succeed in my life because I would hear her saying, Well, you know, you can't do that. We don't do that. You can't do that. And I'd be like, Watch me. And then I would blow her mind away by the things that I could create or achieve. So um, I was a very, very uh, opposite. Where if she said black, I said white. If she said up, I said down. You know, it, I was very much like always wanting to. Um, prove my mom wrong.
0: <laughs> well, I love the story you told in your TED talk when you told about you know shopping for an outfit and you know it was available in four colors and she said, well you can't have them all. you have to choose and you're like, watch me. Mm-hmm. Like why shouldn't I have them all? Right. And that's the way you've lived your whole life, it sounds like even in adulthood. And I think it sounds like it really ticked you off when there were some books out there and some some publications about, well, you know, you really can't have it all. And here's why. Is that did that start to really get under your skin?
1: You know, what gets under my skin and I just because I'm so passionate about helping people understand what what potential we have and who we really are and that limits really feel so bad. What you're referring to is when actually it's how I birthed the art of having it all because I was at a media conference and I walked up to a media person and I said, you know, what do all New York women want? And she said, what? And I said, they want it all. And she started talking about how women can't have it all. We're overworked. We're overwhelmed. You know, we have to make a decision. Do we want to be a mom or do we want to have a business? You know, and I was like, wait, what? And, and she was just arguing for this limitation. and challenge, You know anybody that could have it all, that has it all? And I said, yeah, a lot of my clients, myself, and I started, you know, naming how I think I have it all, how I define it all. And she goes, well, I won't be needing your information because I don't believe women can have it all. And I looked at her and I said, well, therein lies the problem because we create from our beliefs. And and there's so many people arguing for their limitations. Yes. Instead, we need to be looking at what are the possibilities for our life, not what do we have to defend and, and you know argue against that proves that we can't have what we want.
0: Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. I love that. What are your thoughts on the Me Too movement, Christy?
1: You know, I think the, it, it's a good that women are starting to speak up and start to be less fearful. Um, there's a part of me that's afraid that men are going to be so terrified to just be themselves. And yet there is a part of, of men that, you know maybe needs to be backed off a little bit and be a little bit more appropriate. But yeah. I, I just wish that everybody could just be more aligned. And as you are more aligned with who you really are, with your true source of power, not a power over or not a power under, or not a power against, but just really being in your own creative power. And, you know, being able to just be who we are, That which is when we're aligned, we're naturally happy and joyful people. Um, it's a very different world than having to be, like I said, against someone and having to be in fear of what the opposite sex will accuse you of and, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's good that I think that everything, you know, has a, has a balancing act. And I think that everything that's happening in our society right now is having people awaken to the fact that there has been this, um, inequality and this inappropriate behavior. And it's great that it's now coming out so that we can determine as human beings, how, what is appropriate and, and what does feel good for all involved.
0: I'm curious about your work as a celebrity coach. I know that you coach all kinds of people. Would you rather coach a celebrity or somebody who is just a humble down to earth person who just wants to move forward and achieve more?
1: You know, my, I love that question because I've, I've, you know, I've had many celebrities that are very well known that I have worked with and, and I've had housewives, you know, that, that they take care of the kids and that's what they want to do. And for me, the best client that I ever work with, it doesn't matter if they're a celebrity or what they do for a profession or if they don't even work, is their willingness to heal themselves, their willingness to return back to the truth of who they are, their willingness to learn and apply the universal laws their willingness to get out of lack and limitation and know themselves as an unlimited being um, and and to be accountable and and let me show up and do what I can do for them and and really take in the information and apply it between our sessions. Um, A shift is a shift. I don't care who it is shifting. Um, but that's what gives me juice. So really, for me, it doesn't really matter who the person is, as long as they're willing to be in that aligned place.
0: Have you ever had a celebrity that you, you found they really wanted to move forward, but they didn't do the work or it didn't resonate? You couldn't get them to, to just dig in?
1: Yes, I've had that for celebrities, influencers and non-celebrities and non-influencers. There are people that, um, you know, they say they want the help. Um, but when you go to give them the help, they're not willing to do the work. And, you know, as a coach there, it's, it's like that old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Right. And so for me, it's, I'm aware of what my ideal client is. And who I want to work with. And I want someone that's eager to take that change. That they want to um, make their lives better. And they're willing to take responsibility. So yeah, it's not fun working with someone that's just like, yeah, you you know, kind of like a, (laughs) you could say it's a celebrity type of attitude. But there are many people that are not celebrities that have that attitude too. It's like, just do the work for me. You know, it's like, it's like if I'm a personal trainer, just go to the gym and lift the weights for me. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't
0: work that way, does it? No, unfortunately. (laughs) So how do you reach 200,000 people a month?
1: Well, you know, I have been at this for a long time. I've been a coach for, I've been an author for over 17 years. I've been a coach for over 15 years. Um, I've, I've put out lots and lots of shows and done lots and lots of interviews And, um, just had, you know, getting my word out there through my, um, YouTube channel and things where people just come in and they go to my website and they, for some reason, like what I have to say, they, they're, they're hungry. You know, a lot of people are really, they're having a spiritual hunger right now and they're wanting to, you know, I get, I get a lot of people that like me 20 years ago, they've achieved what they wanted in their relationships. or they've achieved what they wanted financially or in their career. And they're like, is this it? there's got to be something more. And that's really where I was. Everything in my life was working great, but I felt that emptiness. I felt really unfulfilled. And no matter what I achieved in my life, until I got to a place of understanding where my satisfaction and contentment came from, would I really be able to enjoy my life and feel a sense of freedom? And there was a lot of healing that I had to do. And so um, I think people just like, not like, they're, they're hungry for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think what they see in you is someone who is real, someone who is genuine and passionate at the same time. And that's easy. Well, it's easy to spot, you know. It's easy to see that in you, and people are hungry for that too. And And Mindful Tribe, you can reach out to Christy, ChristyWhitman.com, and it's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, Christy Whitman.com, transformational leader has helped thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And I just think it's phenomenal. Now, Christy, I always ask a question about bullying. Have you a story where either you were a bully or you experienced bullying, maybe in your adult life or maybe as a child that you can share with us where mindfulness would have made a difference?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, I don't get bullied and I do not bully because I understand that the whole bullying situation based on law of attraction, you have to have a victim and you have to have a bully and you have to have someone being willing to be bullied, whether they're aware of it or not, because what's happening with the bully is that somewhere in their life, they're being bullied and they're trying to find their power and what's been modeled for them, what, what, what is a, a source for them, because that's what they've seen is that they then bully. And so I have a a situation, I think it's been about four years ago now, my son, Maxim, who um, he's now eight, but when he was in kindergarten, just going into kindergarten, there was a a little kid named Gibson and Gibson would one day pretend to be his friend. And then the next day would push him down and, and hurt him. And I would get so angry. It's like, why aren't you speaking up? Why aren't you telling somebody? And he was just like, cause I want him to be my friend. And it's like, wake up maxim you know it's like he he can't bully you if you say no if you stand up to him the only way bullying can continue is if a person continues to allow it and doesn't do something about it when you show a bully your power and you're saying "Uh uh-uh not to me the bully will go somewhere else or they'll try to find it somewhere else but they're not going to bully you and we had to get in that with him uh, many many conversations and it was really interesting he just finally woke up i think he was about 6 years old and this kid was kicked out of the school and he went for his blue belt in karate and then um also turned the age of 6 and something just snapped in him and he he started with his brother um at like these little you know amusement park places there was a bully and that was bullying other little kids. And he walked up to the bully who was bigger than him. And he said, Hey, go pick on someone your own size, you know, standing up for this kid. And and he suddenly he goes, and he did started picking <laughs> on me, you know? And, 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 but yet he, he really grew in his power and he really, and now if anybody was to ever bully either one of my kids, they're like, who do you think, you know, like, what are you doing here? Because they, they really own that you're only going to bully me because you're trying to feel better about yourself in some way. And the only way that they know how to do that is because they need to power over somebody and you're not going to power over me. So they, they stand up for themselves. And when we do that, you know, someone, I had someone the other day in business, try to threaten me and try to command me and demand me to do something. and was, was putting all these like threats of, I'm going to contact my lawyer and I'm like, okay. So I contacted mine and, And I said, lawyer, take care of it. And I haven't heard back from the person. It's like, don't bully me. Don't, don't try to walk all over me. That doesn't feel good. I'm not interested in a fight. And if you're threatening me, then here, you know, it's like, mm -mm. I know my power and I'm not going to be walked over. So if you need to go feel better about yourself to pick on somebody, go pick on somebody else because it's not going to be me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Good for you. Uh, you've written five books as an author. Uh, I just wonder what is the mindfulness required to write a successful book?
1: Mm. Well, for me, Bruce, all of my books literally download through me. It's, it's mm. as if it, it, the um, the information comes through. Whether it's an actual writing like this latest book, um, Quantum Success. I was at three o'clock in the morning. They usually come in the middle of the night because I think is when I'm most open. But I was three o'clock in the morning. I was on a cruise ship with my family. I had no place to go other than the bathroom because everybody was in this, you know, dark uh, cruise ship uh, room. And I went into the bathroom, put some towels on the floor, and just let my my um, pen hit the journal. And it just my arm becomes independent of my, of myself. Wow. It's just like it's something. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. And in that place, I'm very mindful that this is not me. This is coming from somewhere else. And I just allow whatever is coming through, and I just witness it. And when it's done, it's done. And then to be able to sit back and to say, okay, now it's my co-creative partner with the divine. It's my ability as the, as the, as the human to, to the only one that actually can take action on this and do something with it. So the whole process of writing a book—I've got two other other books I'm writing right now—is um, being really present. It's sitting with the material. It's it's sharing it with clients and seeing how it shifts them, and you know, allowing it to process them and, and get their stories and feedback. And and it is a process, and and it is important. The more mindful and present I can be with it. Um, And and the more energy I put into what this can do for somebody else, people I hear all the time saying, your book in the bookstore literally was like an arm came out and tapped me on the shoulder and said, read this book. And I just had to get it because I infuse it with so much energy of what the possibility is after you read this book.
0: Well, I love the title, Quantum Success. I love the emphasis on quantum physics because, you know, like it's it's true. Like if you start to understand even a little bit of what quantum physics means and what it is and how it can be applied to our everyday life, then you it can move you forward, right?
1: Well, Einstein himself said it, you know, it's like <laughs> yes. everything is energy. And whatever you want, it's like you have to become a vibrational match to it. And he's saying this isn't, you know, this isn't philosophy. This is science.
0: It's science. It's science. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Christy, do you meditate? And if you do, what's your meditation look like?
1: I meditate every day. Um, sometimes I do it twice a day, but I, I make sure to always get in at least 15 or 20 minutes. So it's not like three hours. I'm not sitting on a, you know, a, a rock somewhere or a hill somewhere. I go in my bedroom. Um, I take time to meditate on a phrase that uplifts me. I always choose a word, like whether it's abundance or success. And I focus on that and let that feeling of that word, um, that, that essence, that concept really feed me and fuel me and um, after I do that meditation, I might put on some music sometimes, other times it's silent. Um, I will journal about what came through to me. And um, that's it, it, it's like plugging in. You know, it's like ah. I, if I feel tired, instead of reaching for coffee, I'll now go for just even five minutes and I'll just feel myself being resourced by the only source that really can resource me. Um, right. You know, and so I might take a little time throughout the day to just close my eyes and you know, feel, feel myself being resourced. But um, yeah, so it's, it's sitting with, with a, a thought, a, uh, a phrase, an affirmation, a mantra, repeating that, or even just focusing on that, but more importantly, feeling the energy of what that is.
0: Well, and in reading your book, I feel like it was written by a very, very grounded author. Mm-hmm. And in meeting you today, I'm finding out, of course, that's true. Of <laughs> course, you. you're very grounded. <laughs> and that happens when you meditate. It happens when you when you journal and when you do some of these things you're talking about. That's for sure. I'm yeah, not the-, the
1: same person when I don't meditate. <laughs> and that's why I do meditate. It's yeah. funny because I can tell the difference of how my day flows or doesn't flow. And I can go, oh, I didn't connect today.
0: You know? Yeah. Well, well, the book is so solid. And, and I was saying to you earlier, you know, there's no fluff. It's it's just solid content. And I kept thinking, oh, I want to write this down. Oh, I want to write that down. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just underline it. Otherwise, I'm going to be rewriting the whole book. <laughs> there's so the much great book content. yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Quantum <laughs> Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, and Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. And uh, I want to move forward by asking. Asking you uh five quick answer questions, Christy, if that's okay. The sure. first one is this Who is one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life?
1: Hmm. I would say the first person and still continues to even after his passing passing is uh Dr. Wayne Dyer.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, he's he's one of my uh one of my heroes too. Hmm. Uh, how has mindfulness affected your emotions?
1: Ugh. I was never, um, let me put it this way. I was always so afraid of feeling myself because I was afraid Mm. of what I would feel. And it wasn't until I got mindful to, I, until I got present with my emotions that actually my life changed. So Mm. mindfulness has played a huge role in every aspect of my life because of the fact that I was willing to slow down and feel myself.
0: Well, let's talk about breathing. How is breathing part of your mindfulness practice?
1: Breathing when I'm spinning, I have a, you know, I can get really woo and and, uh, (laughs) spin and spray. And and so that's the, that's the key tool to coming back is, you know, I love taking in uh, a very mindful breath of breathing in four seconds, holding it at at the top and then breathing out four seconds and then holding it at the bottom and doing that just a couple of times that really centers me. And it, just, it, it makes me just take all my energy and tension out of the world that I'm in or in what I'm thinking about that I'm spinning about and just coming back to the moment and really grounding me. So it, it's, I, I do that a lot.
0: Well, you've written some wonderful books, Christy, that I will list in the show notes, but do you have any other books you would recommend to uh, help people with mindfulness?
1: You know, the power of now is such a great, phenomenal book. I love that book for mindfulness. Um, you know, a book that was in one of my first books that really, really helped me was Barbara DeAngelis's *Present Moments*. Oh yes. Do you remember that book? Yes, I um, do. I remember being it just came out, and I loved Barbara D'Angelo. She she was uh, one of my first uh, teachers because my sister had bought me my very first self help book back in '93. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I saw her book, uh, real moments is what it was called real moments. And I started reading it in the bookstore and it was like, she was speaking to me. And that was when I first started getting the concept of being present and realized for the first time, how present, how I wasn't present.
0: Right. Uh, I want to ask you about an app. Is there an app that you would recommend that could help people with mindfulness?
1: You know, I don't really, it's funny, I don't use a lot of apps, so I wish I could suggest something, but I don't. I know that my friends over at the, um, the Tapping Solution, uh, Nick and Alex Ortner, are coming up with a tapping one and for those people that like EFT and tapping. I know they're developing one, um, but I don't really have a go-to one that I do. I know Calm is really good for some people um, for meditating, but yeah, I'm not one to use one myself
0: well yeah thanks for that christy i know that we can contact you through uh, christy com. now is there a, a website quantum success for your book is there a website just for your book
1: we have one called quantum success book and bruce what i would love to do is offer to your listeners a free copy all they would have to do is go there. Um, I just ask that you take care. They take care of shipping and handling, mm-hmm. and um, I will ship you out a free book. So, um, wow, twenty six dollar. As you can see, it's a hardcover book. It's not an yeah. ebook. Yeah, and uh, you know, you get your own copy. So that's my gift for you and your listeners, and allowing me to be on the show. So,
0: oh, that's fantastic. That's a wonderful gift. So, Quantum Success Book. com, So check it out and also check out the website, ChristyWhitman.com. Christy, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really appreciative of your kind words and and also allowing me to be here with you. And I know how important your listeners are for you and how important it is to have people that are on the show that bring a lot of value. So hopefully I've done that for you today and your listeners. Definitely.
0: Definitely. So great. Thank you and have a great rest of your day, Christy.
1: Thanks so much.
0: And remember what I mentioned at the top of the show, the Waves of Content Meditation. It's a guided meditation just for you, Mindful Tribe. It's free and it's very, very helpful to help you relax and get more focused. With more focus, you can get more things done in life that truly matter to you. On this meditation, I talk about waves and how the waves can bring you the more calm and more relaxed life you've been looking for, download this guided meditation to calm your mind and relax your body. MindfulnessMode.com slash Waves of Content. So remember, subscribing and sharing helps keep Mindfulness Mode on the air. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.